I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. It is a joy to be with you, as always. And we are here continuing our Fruits of the Spirit series. And we might have one or two more episodes left of this. We'll see. We'll see how it divides (laughs) up. But uh, we have been having the best time with this. It's been really fruitful to be be corny. You gonna? Because it's like fruit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) it has been fruitful. We have enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know. You know, reach out to us. Let us know what you've been thinking about it. Uh, We got some great ideas about things to talk about in the future from you guys on a post that we put up on Instagram. And so... We've got ideas of where to go from here, but you know, Katie, I was thinking about what we should like talk about a little intro here. Yeah. What are some goals that you have for our podcast for 2023? We're getting close to New Year's. I know. That's so exciting. I love talking about goals. I mean, I've really enjoyed having like a series to go through. I think it would be fun to do some more series next year um, just to kind of have some focus and clear things that we're going through and um, I would love to get a little bit more into like maybe church history, mm-hmm. some things like that. We've been reading a book and, yeah. you know, just some some new directions to take things. But I would just love to get even better about, you know, planning our content and having mm-hmm. really well thought out, well researched episodes that are a little bit more niche and specific and help you guys learn about things that you might not be, you know, pursuing elsewhere. So yeah. I'm excited. I love the nerdy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's definitely some overlap there with like my hopes and goals for next year. I would love to talk a little bit more, like you're saying, kind of the more uh, off the beaten path type stuff, mm-hmm. not in a heretical type of off <laughs> the beaten path, <laughs> but just like a- Maybe a little um, less topical, yes. more like foundational kind yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. Kind of digging into- theology maybe which we we already have but you know mm-hmm. what I mean like uh, a little bit more in depth and stuff like that we've read some great resources we've taken some cool classes over our collective years mm-hmm. and so drawing from that a little bit more I think would be cool super cool um and I would all around just love to like connect with you guys more and mm-hmm. um I've been I've been slacking on our Instagram so <laughs> you guys have seen only a couple posts lately um we've just had we've had a lot of sickness and yeah. stuff the last couple of weeks so thank you for bearing with us by <laughs> yes. the way we'll just absolutely say thank you for your patience absolutely um but I'm excited to kind of get back on track with that and connect with you guys more over there hopefully in some more creative ways and stuff so I think that's a a feasible goal. <laughs> yeah. We have one really fun thing that we've been thinking about doing and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but mm-hmm. we have something that we've been talking about doing and putting on for you guys mm-hmm. that it would just be so cool to be able to do next year. Yes. So yes. not to be purposefully vague, but we just, we just to let you guys know that we do have, you know, vision and goals mm-hmm. and ideas and plans that we are putting in place for yeah. this space. So yeah, we're here for you guys. Absolutely. Um, today we are talking about, it, we're hitting two of the fruits of the spirit today. We're talking about goodness and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier. It's almost hard to find like things to say because they're so foundational to right. our faith as Christians that um, it's 
they're so tied into every other fruit of the spirit we've talked about yeah. and everything like that. And we don't want to like rehash the same things right. over and over. Right. And so we decided to combine them into one episode. And this episode will probably be a little bit shorter than the rest. But um, of course, we didn't want to just gloss over goodness and faithfulness mm-hmm. because they truly are foundational. So I want to jump right in the way that we've jumped into every other episode mm-hmm. and um, we're going to talk about the Greek, you know, yeah, get some definitions. <laughs> we love those Greek definitions. So first of all, we've got goodness um, and it's agathos in mm-hmm. the Greek. And this definition I found says inherently or intrinsically good as uh, to, as to the believer describes what originates from God and is empowered by him in their life through faith. And so already we see these two interconnectedness intertwined and uh, lumped in together. But I loved this, um, this definition in particular. Uh, and I feel like the end of that bears repeating, uh, but it describes what originates from God and is empowered by him mm-hmm. in the life of the believer through faith. Yeah, And so that is goodness. And we've watered down goodness so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. just in in life in the world not just christians but yeah um you know we talk about a meal and we're like that was good Mm -hmm. and but then we also talk about god and say oh god's so good and god is good all the time (laughs) right we all know that those are not the same and so i'm looking forward to in this episode really kind of hashing that out a little bit yeah and i as i was looking through some different resources for this. I came across a couple other, you know, additional definitions for this specific usage in the Greek. And it also refers to like virtue, mm-hmm. like genuine, just goodness. And that obviously originates from God, that anything good and virtuous and upright comes from the Lord, but also um, benevolence. So goodness as an action of doing good yeah. to others as God has done to us. So just to kind of round out the definition a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have faithfulness and I'm not going to attempt to say (laughs) the Greek word for faithfulness, but it's to persuade or be persuaded of what is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Another definition I saw just to round this out also from Tim Keller in his studies, he, he summarized it into, you know, the passive and the active as loyalty and courage. Mm -hmm. So, Courage might fall more along with like the to persuade and loyalty might fall more in line with the passive of like being persuaded of what is trustworthy and being loyal and faithful to it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love that the implication in this definition is being persuaded of what is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you're not being persuaded of something that's not true or you're not being duped. Mm-hmm. It is you are being persuaded of what is truly worth our trust. Yeah. So obviously we've kind of touched on these two and right off the bat, we can tell they're so deeply intertwined. They had to be covered together. You cannot um, separate goodness from faithfulness. Um, And we see this in God, Mm -hmm. you know, we cannot separate his goodness from his faithfulness to his people. And in the same way, we cannot separate his faithfulness from his goodness because the two reflect each other. I think they, it's almost like putting like two mirrors in front of each other and you're seeing kind of the same thing. And God's goodness is so evident throughout scripture, Mm -hmm. um, through his faithfulness. 
So, but to understand the goodness that we get to partake in by the spirit, we must understand the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. So Psalms 107, eight through nine says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Hmm. And we're seeing goodness being something that he, he is, he is goodness. Um, and then we're also seeing it as something that he fills his people with. He fills mm -hmm. the hungry soul with goodness. So we're seeing kind of these two different, uh, different paths. And I would love to hear your opinion on this. What do you think it looks like for us to be filled as hungry souls with the goodness of God? Mm -hmm. I was actually reflecting on this as you were reading it in a way. I don't know if this will like fully answer what you were asking of me right now, no, but what was really like impressed upon me that, you know, we're all longing, like we all have, we all are hungry. Our souls are hungry. And this is believers and non-believers. Like this is the human condition, right? That we are seeking and unsatisfied and longing. And this is because of the fall. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that goodness and specifically his goodness, which is the only good <laughs> in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is what is meant to satisfy the, our souls. You know, our sinful hearts are, are wicked and are evil. Right. But even in like secular literature and all these things, right. Like the longing of our hearts is for what is good yeah. and what is lovely and what is true and what is trustworthy. And like, we love heroes and, you know, people that are upright and, you know, faithful, I, you know, to use the word that's so interconnected in this, Yeah. but we, we love that and we seek it and we create it in stories and we, you know, we know that that's what we need to be satisfied and what we look for. And the idea that the goodness of God and his, um, his character and his provision and his kindness and all of those things that that is what satisfies our like thirsty, longing, weary souls. Yeah. It's just a really beautiful picture. I, something that I thought of while you're talking and maybe it's not as connected as I, I wish it was, <laughs> um, is just, the idea that truly anything that is on this earth that's good is from God. From God. Yeah. And, you know, I made the joke about like, oh, we say, oh, this food is good. And then, oh, God is good. But that, those are one and the same. They can both be true. Yeah. <laughs> like that food is good because God created it to be good. And it's so all intertwined. And it's just God in himself is goodness mm -hmm. and everything that reflects even a fraction of him mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. And I think about the creation story. Yeah. God is looking at what he's created on each day and he's saying it's good. And then he gets to man and he says, it's very good. Very good. And we should take some uh, joy in that, that mm -hmm. we are the very good creation that we get to commune with the Lord. And that's a completely separate thing, but that reflects his goodness mm -hmm. and his faithfulness that he wants a relationship with us. And from that creation to now, he's continued to want a relationship with us more than want. Mm -hmm. It's that is our relationship is yeah. that he created us to be relational with him. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I think that goodness is something that we get to experience all the time and you are getting glimpses of heaven. Yeah. You're getting glimpses of God's heart. And this is something I'm sure 
if you've been a listener for any length of time, you know about me is this is like the I hope this is like the echo of my life that God is found in the common and he's found in the things that uh, we enjoy and we find pleasure in. And so when you see something and you think, oh, that's good, that is from God. That's a gift. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to diminish that because, like I said, it is common. Right. Um, And it's to like kind of say the same thing over and over yeah. again here, but like all goodness is from him. Mm-hmm. So like even that good, beautiful sunset, even that good meal with yeah. people you love, like even that good music that just like lifts your spirit and like whatever that is, like those are all just little micro tiny tastes of the goodness of God that we mm-hmm. even get to experience those things and the land of the living, right? Yeah. Like Psalm says that we are going to see his goodness in the land of the living, not just in those little ways, but also in his revelation of himself and in his forgiveness and in his intimacy and all these things. It's, he's a good God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Psalm one forty three ten says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of the righteous. And uh, this is, touching on exactly what we want to talk about in this series, which is the fruits of walking in the goodness of the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. is we get to partake in the goodness that is God. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, I don't want to overcomplicate it because truly I think walking in goodness that comes from the spirit is just all the things that we do as Christians, Mm -hmm. all the things that we partake in that is goodness And I think that a lot of uh, the things that we've talked about up until now have been very, very action oriented and perspective oriented and things that we can say, like, here are your action points. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm open to push back on this, but I don't know that it's the same with goodness. I think that a life spent with the Lord is good. That is the mark. I would agree. I would. I mean, I would push back just a tiny bit, just in the idea that the fruit of the spirit in this sense through us brings about the goodness of God on earth, right? That through our behavior towards other people, through the way that we carry ourselves, through the like value that we add to the world, that we are just furthering the goodness of God being evident in the land of the living, right? So that, that fruit is just making us a better reflection of God's goodness and, you know, perpetrating more of it into the world that we live in. So, you know, I, yes, I agree with you. And just like a little bit of, yeah, no, I think that that's absolutely valid. And I think to use a sort of like new agey trend, I almost (laughs) trend a new agey term. I think of it almost as like the, the vibe that you put out, (laughs) like there's goodness in that vibes only, but also there's just like the things that you are putting out into the world, the, the actions you're taking as Christians, the um the steps of faith that you're taking are the goodness of God and i mm-hmm. i don't want this to become muddled and confused but truly life with Jesus is just good well and again making it simple christians should be good people yeah <laughs> we all know what good is yes everyone knows what good means like in their heart yeah christians should be good people mm-hmm. someone should look at your life see that it's good and recognize something different about it. People should hear that you're a Christian and think, oh, that means they're a good person. Like, yeah, which gets muddy and complicated or whatever, but just kind of like 
basic definition here, like we should be good people. Yeah. I think about the verse that talks about how we have eternity in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how we recognize that, that good in others. And we know Mm -hmm. that's a good person. That's a bad person because we have that, Mm -hmm. uh, that eternal perspective built into our spirit Mm -hmm. as Christians. Right. And, um, well, and that, and that good doesn't come from, you know, you hear this in the world all the time. Like I'm a good person. Yeah. Right. It doesn't come from like, oh, like my merit is good. Yeah. Like the sum of my life is a good thing. It comes from, I am redeemed. Like mm-hmm. I am fully restored to God and, you know, seated with him currently and also living in this sinful world that I live in. And any goodness that I carry and that I reflect is because of his grace and his forgiveness towards me. Yeah. Right. Not like I'm good because I behave in a good way, but I have a capacity for goodness because of the sacrifice of Jesus yeah. and because of my proximity to God and my obedience to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that just to kind of like recap some of the stuff that we just talked about and condense it, we can deduce from these verses that God not only is good, he gives goodness and he's the definition of goodness. Mm -hmm. So any good and perfect thing is from above Mm -hmm. and is a glimpse of the heart of God. Um, And so to kind of segue this into specifically faithfulness, he shows his goodness through his faithfulness to his children and kind of one of the biggest overarching examples that almost feels vague because of how big it is, um, is just God's relationship with Israel in the Old Testament. We see his true faithfulness to them in the midst of them fully rejecting him at some points. Mm -hmm. And we see he never walks away from them. He never abandons them or leaves them to just figure out life on their own. He provides for their physical needs the Mm -hmm. whole time they're wandering through the desert. He parts a large body of water for them. He, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that are just absolutely glaring examples of his faithfulness. I mean, if, if his relationship with Israel isn't an indication (laughs) that he is far surpasses us as humans, (laughs) I don't know what is. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. There's just so much so many opportunities for him to say, all right, you don't love me back. I'm going to go. And right. he doesn't. No. And he's faithful. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from his goodness when he does have to enact justice. Because in those moments, he's fully good still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, all right, I'm going to shut off the good right now because I need to enact justice. Be the bad guy. Good yeah. cop, bad cop. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not how God is. He's perfectly and fully all of these attributes all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, these things don't cancel each other out at any moment. Like, in his fiercest enactments of justice, he is good. Mm-hmm. I think about the whole generation that wandered through the desert not being allowed into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And, like, that feels icky (laughs) and that's good like god was fully good in that moment and fully faithful to his children even in the midst of something that is a hard pill to swallow Mm -hmm. as a reader (laughs) yeah you know absolutely so i think as we're talking about these things as fruit of the spirit like we 
I don't know that we need to like overhash the way that God is faithful and God yeah. is good because it's so central. Like yeah. <laughs> it's we've talked about it so many times in so many different episodes that that is key and central to who God is. But like, what does it look like for us as spirit led believers to be mm. faithful? Like, what does that mean? And I think we can see, we can look at good and we can see, okay, to be good is to be benevolent and kind and righteous and all those things. Like that's a little bit easier for us to understand, but what is faithfulness in the life of a believer? Like, are there different ways that we can be faithful in different areas of our life? And, you know, I'm just curious yeah. what your thoughts are on that. I mean, I was thinking about this on the drive here and I think that it really can be condensed into two different types of faithfulness in the life of a believer. One being our faithfulness to God, because mm -hmm. we are in a relationship with him. Like, mm -hmm. so that requires faithfulness on our part, right? as well as the faithfulness that's always there on his. Um, and then the second one being our faithfulness to others. And we've talked about our faithfulness to others in a bunch of different ways. I think it's worth like revisiting in this light because I, I mean, tell me if you've had a different experience. I don't think I often hear people described as like faithful. Yeah. It, except in the context of like marriage, like, Oh, they right. were a faithful spouse or they were unfaithful, you know, whatever. Right. I don't often hear it being like a encouragement, like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like you're really faithful. Yeah. And maybe in service. Yeah. I think sometimes I, I, this is one of those things Everyone wants faithful friends. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants a faithful partner. Everybody wants, you know, to be known as someone who's faithful and has integrity, but to actually be faithful yeah. requires a lot <laughs> and is hard to do. And it's encouraging to see that, hey, this is this is something that God gives as a as a gift. This is a fruit of just walking with him that we will get better mm -hmm. at this as yeah. we get closer to him and as we listen to his voice and obey. But yeah, I, I don't know that it's as common as it should be. It makes me think of the episode we were just recording and mm -hmm. talking about like commitment and faithfulness in positions of service and faithfulness in friendships and being committed back to like the case of radical commitment episode that we did. I yeah. feel like we refer to that one all the time, but yeah, <laughs> it just applies to so much. And I think we have a, in general, well, we know we have a self-centered individualistic culture that we live in, mm -hmm. in general. And I think we also, as believers, we fall into that really easily and have a self-centered view of our faith where, you know, we still have to like serve what serves us. And, um, yeah. you know, if I'm tired or if I'm not feeling it, or if I'm frustrated, like I need to take a break and do what's best for me. And it's, that's not a faithful life to be, you know, thrown to and fro by the winds of our feelings and our, you know, circumstances and all of that. But to be faithful is to say faithful, like you were saying to God, to his word. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you can be faithful to God without knowing his word yeah, um, and know what he actually values and holds dear and Requires. expects of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And being faithful to those things and faithful to him, but also um, being faithful to others and to love and to community to the point of sacrifice and to the point of discomfort. And yeah. we just, we don't do that very well. No, <laughs> no, we just don't. We definitely don't. And I think one thing that I was thinking about while you're talking is just faithfulness 
being full of faith, the definition being full of faith for what God can do in a situation Mm -hmm. or what God can do in your season of life or in your relationship. And I think that that as basic as it sounds, and maybe you're listening and you're thinking, duh, of course that means full of faith. Mm -hmm. But I think there's something profound in that because when we talk about people who are um, faithful in their ministries, it means they're seeing it through because they have faith for what God is going to do in it. And they're full of faith for what God is going to use them for, Mm -hmm. what God is going to do through their service. And I think about the same in the context of marriage. Mm -hmm. When they're faithful, they're full of faith that God is going to do something with their marriage, that it's going to be a weapon against the enemy. And Mm -hmm. for that reason, they're going to be faithful. Right. And I think that that, you know, we've like, this is another word. We just water down and don't think enough about the roots of it. Um, But we can do that in every area of life. We can be faithful, full of faith that God is going to use this season. And that produces perseverance and patience and all of the other fruits of the spirit that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is so important. I think I would almost equate it in, in the way that I'm talking about it now with a sort of hope. Like Mm -hmm. it's a hope for the future and a hope in knowing God's character and knowing that he's never done and he's never finished with the things that you're investing in through him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that this faithfulness that the spirit produces is intertwined again with um, this fruit of the spirit of hope. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we get that in First Corinthians 13, right? Like faith, yeah. hope, and love. The greatest of these is love, but you yeah. you need faith and you need hope and they're, they're deeply interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. And so to kind of touch on a little bit more, um, the other side is faithfulness to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about that as just like staying the course mm-hmm. as a believer, um, being steadfast to the fullest capacity that we can be steadfast to the Lord. Right. And like I said in the beginning, this is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, It's not uncommon for people to feel jolted by God <laughs> yeah. or to feel like they're on the back burner. And we talked about this in the, in the episode that we talked about kind of feeling unseen. And I think that people feel this way. And it's persevering through those seasons of life because mm-hmm. you're full of faith that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And your feelings do not dictate the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. They don't dictate his faithfulness. And kind of pressing forward uh, with that hope and with that promise in mind, because it is hard sometimes right. um, in a relationship with God to remember that he's good. Yeah, I, I'm i thinking of examples in my life and in my friendships of I, what I would call like hope deferred or pe- friends or people that I love that feel like you were saying jilted by God. They feel as if he has not been faithful to them or they have held out hope for long enough and he has not come through. And I'm having kind of a different perspective right now just thinking about faithfulness as being specifically a fruit of the spirit Mm -hmm. that if you are not walking in the spirit you're not going to be faithful yeah and that's not a 
condemning thing. It's just a fact that when we start to be discontent or frustrated or disappointed, which are all like those things happen. It's normal and natural. If we cease to purpose to walk in the spirit and to be like intimate with the Lord and stay the course and do the things that we know we need to do, like, of course, we're not going to be faithful. Yeah. Of course we're not. There's no reason to expect us to be faithful if the spirit isn't producing that fruit in our lives. And so, um, I don't know what to like, where to leave that, (laughs) but it's just a, just a thought that, you know, well, maybe you're feeling, maybe you're somewhere in your life right now where you're feeling like you've lost hope and Mm -hmm. that you, it is hard for you to have faith. And that is, Okay. <laughs> that yeah. is perfectly okay. And we all will be there at one point or another. And David echoes your sentiment all mm-hmm. throughout Psalms and wails and moans and weeps and cries. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to feel those feelings. But what is not going to bring about any good fruit in your life or have any value or do anything to bring you into intimacy with the Lord or into hope or into satisfaction is to then turn your back on walking with the spirit and doing, yeah, doing the thing, you know what I mean? So it's this faithfulness is also staying the course. Yeah. It's just persevering when things are hard and our emotions don't line up and it's not serving us in the way we expect it to or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to like ramble on this point, but just something I'm considering as we're talking. Yeah, absolutely. And something I, I thought about was how we truly cannot be faithful without God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's the only thing that makes us faithful mm-hmm. and he's the only thing that makes even a shred of the output of our life good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that should be, I, I feel like I always say almost these kind of like discouraging things of like <laughs> you, you cannot be faithful and you cannot be good. Um, but I mean it to be such an encouragement because truly without God, we, we're nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we cannot produce a good life in the true definition of good without him. Mm-hmm. And so if you are feeling like you are fighting and you're fighting and you're fighting, and you don't know how to be faithful and you don't know how to be good, mm-hmm. know that that's normal. That if you are not walking with the Lord, <laughs> if you are not operating in his spirit, of course, you're not producing those things. Right. And it's never too late to um, walk in his spirit. Yeah. And to take part in this communion that the Lord wants to have with us through faithfulness. Right. And through goodness. Um, that's always something that we can turn back to and we can turn back to it without condemnation. Mm-hmm. God, I was just talking to somebody the other day and we don't serve a God who's going to say like, uh, how dare you? Like, I don't, I, and like ice us out when we come back to him mm-hmm. and be like, you should have done this a long time ago. Like, that's not the God we serve. Mm-hmm. We serve a welcome home. I missed you, God. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. doesn't mean that there's not natural consequences to our actions. They're absolutely yeah, are. But I mean, I, picture, I think of the, the prodigal son and mm-hmm. like, that's, that is the father that we have. One that is eagerly awaiting our return and for us to turn and repent and come back and to give us the full inheritance that he's promised. Like yeah. he's, he's so generous. He is so good. He is so forgiving. Yeah. Says his mercies are new every morning that, you know, all these things that we're talking about as fruit of the spirit, they're all just 
they're who he is. Yeah. They can't be separated from him, that he is kind and just and patient and good and faithful and all these things. And so, you know, we don't have to be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously we should fear him, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to be afraid of punishment if we yeah. are, if we are covered by the blood of Jesus, like we, he has already spared us from punishment. Yeah. I think to kind of round out what we're saying, I would, I would like to return to the story of the prodigal son, because I think it's a great example of this. Um, the father was faithful to his child the whole time. Yeah. When he was faithless. Yeah. Yeah. He, his son was faithless and the father remained faithful that he would return. And it was the remembering of the goodness of his father's house that brought him, that brought the son back. Mm -hmm. It was him sitting in a literal pigsty and remembering the goodness, the true goodness, the definition of goodness that was residing in his father's home that brought him back. And we also see consequences in this story. When you step out of the spirit and you're not operating in faithfulness Mm -hmm. and goodness, that's where it gets you. It gets you with money squandered and sitting in a pigsty. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is the harvest you're going to reap from a life spent separate from the Lord. Right. And And it's, it's oftentimes little, it's not usually give me my inheritance now and I'm going to go buy prostitutes and what gamble all my money away and do crazy things. But a lot of times it's like, we're saying it's little steps, just little steps away, Mm -hmm. little steps of hardening your heart and exchanging counterfeit yeah. for real and, and real just for counterfeit. <laughs> and putting away the things that you know are are good for you. Yeah. And putting them to the side. Um, seeking pleasure and comfort elsewhere and all those things like that that's where it's gonna lead you and not to be like scary or whatever, mm-hmm. but just that's the reality that yeah. Um that's the reality. So Yeah. We have to close out this episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We got a busy day ahead of us, Um, but we are so happy that we got to chat with you guys about this. And I think that this is just a good episode that brings us right back to the heart of God. Yeah. And I would, a lot of what we were talking about today was walking in the spirit. So if that's something that you're like, you're saying that and I don't know what it means, go back and listen to our Mm -hmm. episode on walking in the spirit at the beginning of the series. It's a really helpful dive into what we're actually saying when we say that. And we're not just trying to be confusing, speaking, speaking church language at you kind of a thing. So go back and listen to that. I think it's a good accompaniment to this episode. Absolutely. Um, As always, if you want to reach out and chat with us more about anything that we just talked about or anything under the sun, uh, you can reach us at on Instagram at the Katie's podcast or via email uh, at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to talk to you and we can't wait to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.